0: This is BetQL Daily Bet MGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. We'll get to some MLB futures and plays you can make coming up here. Hits leader, home run leader, strikeouts, all that coming up as the second half of the season starts today. But right now, let's talk some futures here across all sports. Ian McDonald. One of our buddies joining us the Roma guest line, Ian now with four for com. Check out his work there. And of course at CRG Futures on Twitter. Ian, welcome back to the show. Let's talk about some dark horse candidates. Second half, baseball starts today, Ian. Awards races. You know, we know who the favorites are in a lot of these, but give us some thoughts on futures MLB with player awards that you could kind of see a dark horse or two emerging down the stretch of this season.
0: Yeah, good to be with you guys. Um also before I start, I want to share something real quick. This is a great uh great for uh, casual bettors. Um it was about a year ago this time that I was able to find futures on both Robbie Ray uh and Salvador Perez to win the Cy Young and the home run title respectively, and Robbie Ray was at 250 to 1 and Sal Perez was at 500 to 1. And the reason I bring that up is simply because when you have guys that are favorites right now, like Paul Goldschmidt, uh, guys that are overwhelming favorites against the field, it's important to keep mining those uh, odds boards uh, because you never know what's going to happen. It could be an injury. It could be a trade. You know, whatever it might be. Uh, and that's uh, how I found uh, Ray and, and Salvador Perez. You know? So uh, even though a guy looks like he might be a favorite, it's important to keep checking. Uh, so with that being said, a couple of guys that I'm looking at, one, an AL MVP. He's actually the number one hitter in Major League Baseball so far this year, and that is not Aaron Judge. That is Jordan Alvarez having a great year for the Astros. Uh, he's been the number one hitter in OPS uh, this year, slugging That 26 home runs. But remember, he's missed uh, 14 or 15 games. Um, so he's missed a little bit of time, which he's done through the years. Um, but here's something that a lot of people don't bring up. Alex Bregman and Uriel Guriel. Uh, started really slow this year for the Astros. And besides the pitching staff, the guy that was able to keep the Astros in first place pretty comfortably and within shouting distance of the Yankees was Jordan Alvarez with his big year. So he really masked, I thought, Bregman and uh, Guriel's slow starts uh, and carried this offense along with uh, Jose Altuve. Going over to the National League, I got a pair of guys to look at, it. Uh, shop around. I've seen, you know, low teams, Austin Riley and Freddie Freeman. Both guys are really heating up here the last 20 games. Uh, both of them uh, are hitting about 400. Freeman's got uh, five home runs. Riley's got nine homers uh, Is one of the league leaders. I think I came on here a couple months ago with you guys, and Austin Riley was a guy that I liked uh, to compete for the home run titles uh, this year, mm-hmm. and I think he's uh, 26, 27. I haven't looked here the last couple days, but uh, uh, he's in the mix, and so for the MVP, his uh, odds have really uh, shortened here over the last uh, couple of weeks. The only thing I worry about with those two guys is splitting the vote with teammates, because both are going to yeah. be in the mix for, uh, both teams will be in the mix for the best record in the National League, and there's other guys, too, that they may they may split the vote with. That's the one thing I do have a concern about, but they're still out there in the teams. Make sure you shop around. Uh, so those are a couple of guys I like for MVP on both sides.
1: All right, very good. Uh, in that same range, Alvarez thirteen, Riley fourteen. Same thing with Freeman. What about the pitchers? Cy Young, AL and NL. We were talking about it earlier this week. It uh, it seems like with that <laughs> odds-on favorite number that Sandy has, we could have some value certainly on the National League side. But do you have something
0: for both sides? I do, and one of them, uh, Joe, is right there in your backyard. How about Dylan Cease? Now his yeah. lo- his odds yeah. aren't very long, but over his last ten games. He has 79 strikeouts, and he has given up just three earned runs. Now, he's given up more runs than that because the Sox had a couple outings where they had some unearned runs. But he's given up three home runs in his last 10 games Are the only three earned runs that he's given up, three solo shots, uh, along with the 79 strikeouts he's had. So if you're going to – White Sox are going to make a run here uh, in the second half of the season, and Cease will be the guy to lead the pitching staff if he continues to do what he's been doing. Um, for the last probably two months uh, He might be a candidate now that you can still get A double figures if you look around um, Also on the National League side uh, Carlos Rodon uh, You can find him uh, anywhere in the teens to Up to 20 to 1 If you take yeah. out his outing uh, About a month and a half ago Against the St. Louis Cardinals He gave up 8 earned runs And 10 hits and 3 and 2 thirds uh, He would have a 206 ERA And a 105 whip and would have, still have 128 strikeouts, uh, which would be amongst the league leaders. And so you think that just one bad outing uh, skewed his stats, and I think it has really kept him under the radar. Uh, injuries are a concern with him, though, so uh, maybe tread lightly there. But uh, he's been great for them other than that. And a co-favorite in the National League, I got there, Max Scherzer. And he missed some time five, six weeks earlier in the season. Uh, 27 starts is the lowest number of starts that a Cy Young winner has ever uh, pitched. And I believe that was Kershaw about eight years ago, somewhere in there. Uh, so if Scherzer could get to 26 or 27 and continue to pitch uh, at the level he has since he's come back from the injury, uh, the Mets, again, another team that's in the mix for the best record, uh, he might be able to get him in the mix. So if you could find him now, uh, I've seen him out there in 20s, 30, 35 to 1 range, uh, that might be worth a good play too, a small play there, uh, hoping that he gets to that maybe 26, 27 start mark.
1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Love it. Love Scherzer. What about Rookie of the Year? My guy um, Suzuki is finally back after missing like five weeks. But who do you like for Rookie of the Year?
0: Just in the American League, uh, there was one guy I saw that I thought maybe was, I not want to say under the radar, but uh, quietly was, was having a really good year, and it's Bobby Witt Jr., and I think that a lot of people thought that he was going to have a good year uh, when he came up, but then Julio Rodriguez here over the last uh, month or two uh, has really uh, overcome his slow start and has put up some great numbers uh, for the Mariners, of course, their 14-game winning streak is uh, getting a lot of headlines too and of course this display in the uh home run derby um was awesome as well however an injury uh like i said something with rodriguez where he's going to miss some time bobby witt jr quietly over the last month or two uh batted batted close to 300 um five to a player and not getting any attention in kansas city because of their record of course but uh he's a guy that you may want to look at right around double figures um just in case something were to happen to uh Rodriguez, because right now Rodriguez is a is a pretty substantial favorite. But again, you know, there's still 65, 70 games left, a lot of time left. Um, so keep an eye on Bobby Witt Jr. in the American League.
1: Ian, let's jump to the little NFL here as we look forward. Uh, camps are opening, rookies are in, everyone's there by next week. Offensive Rookie of the Year, it's always interesting because... Typically, like last year, when there's some top quarterbacks, we kind of gravitate there. Well, last year it ended up being a wide receiver with Jamar Chase. This year, there's not great quarterbacks. I know Kenny Pickett's the favorite, but we don't even know when he's going to start. I, where where are you looking? Offensive rookie of the year at the NFL in kind of a weird year without a, a transcendent quarterback, you know, with all the headlines.
0: Yeah, I've looked at uh, uh, a little bit down the board. Uh, there was some guy. What I look for is just a, a guy that maybe has a path. Uh, maybe there's one player in front of him. Uh, Maybe it's a committee to start the year and somebody emerges. Uh, So I looked a little bit down the board, and uh, I'll be honest with you, the guy that I was looking at was somebody I kind of had my eye on, but the pictures of a less than flattering uh, fast Leonard Fournette uh, is what got me to play uh, Rashad White, the rookie out of Arizona State. Um, Again, you can find him 30-to-1, shop around. Uh, He's got a path to uh, playing uh, the tailback spot for Tampa uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Leonard Fournette is not in shape. Um, you know the, he comes in heavy. That could lead to uh, hamstring, soft tissue injuries, which Fournette has battled in the past. Um, so those may creep up again. So Rashad White's a guy who uh, was explosive uh, last year at Arizona State. He's a guy that if he can pass protect, always a big thing, with, especially with a guy like Tom Brady. Uh, if he can pass protect, uh, his explosiveness will get him on the field, and. There's really nobody in front. of. remember Ronald Jones with the Kansas City in the offseason. Keyshawn Vaughn, I believe, was a kid from Vanderbilt they drafted a couple years ago, really hasn't uh, separated himself from anybody. So uh, give White a look. See what you can find on him. Like I said, I found him about 30 to White, 30 to 1. And the other guy (laughs) is Ty Davis Price. Uh, Who in Atlanta is going to run the ball? No clue. Uh, So Ty Davis Price is a guy who I think has a chance to uh, win that job and it's, uh, he can be found at odds even longer than uh, White right now. I found him at 50-1 to 1 in some places. So he's another guy that uh, if he was to win that job, uh, he might emerge um, you know, as a guy that would, would put his name in the mix for, uh, for Rookie of the Year.
1: All right, let's uh, jump over to college football. Big uh, college football day here on the show. We had Anthony Trash from Pro Football Focus. We had the legend Phil Steele on the show as well. Uh, which win totals do you have circled right now?
0: I've had quite a few. I've given out a handful to you guys um, mm-hmm. on the shows here over the last month or so. And mm-hmm. I've got another one, one of them being from the uh, Sun Belt. And what I found out over the last uh, two years or so is if you pick a couple conferences before the year starts, instead of trying to do all you know, 10 Division One conferences, pick two or three. And I also looked at the, the group of five conferences because they tend to get less action. Um, you know, the numbers don't move as much uh, in the futures market. And there's a chance that you might be able to find, uh, you know, some lower wind totals. Um, you might be able to find some good numbers that uh, nobody else is, is paying much attention to. So this one I found, um, I gave you guys that update. I know last month, I'm looking at Georgia Southern and the under on their win total. Uh, the Sun Belt added four teams this year. Three of them are in the Eastern division and they were Marshall, Old Dominion, and uh, James Madison, who made the jump from 1AA up to Division I. Uh, Georgia Southern lost their head coach in the offseason. They hired Clay Helton from USC, who uh, did not do a good job there, uh, did not recruit real well, and couldn't win uh, games at USC. I think mean, four and 8 last year, uh, which should never happen uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, now he comes to Statesboro. And he's going to try to uh, win with a passing attack uh, with an option roster. Uh, so I don't like the mix there, at least in year one. And with the Eastern division of Sunbelt being one of the tougher divisions in the group of five conferences with Appalachian State, remember Coastal Carolina, how good they were a couple of years ago. Georgia State is an emerging program in that league. Um, you also have Marshall coming in, like I said, from Conference USA, who's returning a ton of guys. Uh I just don't see Georgia Southern getting to the five wins for me to lose that. You can find four or four and a half. If they get to five and seven, then I, you know tip my cap to Clay Helton uh, because I just I don't see them getting to five and seven. And they also play Nebraska in the non-conference, I believe. Uh, so that's going to be a loss too. I could not get to five wins there, so I'm looking at Georgia Southern under. And another team similar but in a major conference is Indiana. Remember a couple of years ago during the virus uh, season, they were uh, one of the feel-good stories. Uh, in college football beat michigan beat penn state um had a really good year and that is regress they are back to being the indiana that we know and love uh in that side of the big 10 uh, i found four and a half wins uh in several different places shop around uh i again it's another team i can't see getting to five and they have a couple nine conference games uh that are gimmies i mean they'll, they'll beat idaho uh western kentucky's lost a ton of talent They may win that one, but other than that, you're hard-pressed to find um, some wins on that schedule. So I found, like I said, Indiana four, four and a half. Um, If you can take under that, I think that uh, three and nine is about where Indiana's going to finish this year.
1: Circling back to the NFL, I'm just curious your thoughts on what might happen with Jimmy G now that he has permission to seek a trade.
0: That's a good question. Um, I thought that... uh, Cleveland potentially made some sense because, uh, you know, if you don't believe in Jacoby Brissett and you want a guy to come in and, and, uh, you know, keep the momentum that you had from the last couple of years, you know, going where they were uh, obviously missed the playoffs, um, I think it was last year. But, uh, you know, the roster is really good. And Garoppolo's been pretty good. He's much maligned but he's been pretty good um, when he's been on the field. And so I thought he was a guy that might take over. We kind of know what Jacoby Brissett is. Um, and I think that he's obviously uh, an upgrade there. Um, so that was one place that I thought. Um, and then you let him walk at the end of the year, and you've got Watson coming in uh, uh, in 2023. So he was that was the spot that I thought that he might go. I heard you guys talking about Miami earlier. That was kind of intriguing mm-hmm. uh, to me. Uh, Houston doesn't make a lot of sense. Neither does Seattle. These are rebuilding teams. Um, why would you want to get a, comp- uh, a quarterback that could make the difference uh, two or three wins, you know. It's it, I don't. It just didn't. It didn't make a lot of sense to me for for a rebuilding team to pick him up and, and potentially go from a top five pick down to, you know, eight, nine, ten. Um, so I think it would have to be somebody that's that's ready to contend, um, like a like a Browns. But it, it may take an injury for that to happen. So.
1: Ian, about, you know, 30, 40 seconds to go. Tell us about what you're doing now, Uh, 4for4.com, your gig with them, what we'll be reading, uh, and what kind of piece you'll be writing.
0: Yes, just got – just started there recently, um, writing a a weekly column for them on uh, futures betting. Um, Talked to uh, a couple of the guys over there, Connor, um, Ryan, uh, Sal. uh, Really enjoyed talking to those guys. Great website, especially for fantasy football uh, information expanding in the uh, betting market, and uh, they were looking for somebody that could write an article on futures. I got an article that uh, I'm posting today. It's I did it a little bit ago, but I'm, we're going through the editing right now on some futures betting strategies. And then from then on, we'll have a play a week, maybe a couple plays a week until uh, the season starts.
1: Great stuff, Ian. We love talking to you. Congratulations on the gig. We'll be reading, and we'll chat soon. Ian McDonald on the Roman guest line, get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckUL now to get $15 off your first month. GetRoman.com slash BeckUL. MLB leaders at the All-Star break. Who's going to lead in hits? Home runs, RBIs, runs. We'll hit all that. Strikeouts as well. Next on the BeckUL Network.